Welcome to the Crow's Books, Magic, Witchcraft, and Liminal Approach to Magical Faith. This is your grandmother's podcast. On this episode, we discuss our season finale and some hopes for the future. Proceeds to click leave meeting because... <laughs> Could you imagine? Just leaves you there. Just like, sorry, Colin. No. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Yeet. Uh, okay. Hi, Ian. Hi, Colin. How's it going? It's going good, dare I say. Uh, it's been a fun, fun, how long have I been in my new job? Month and a half? Almost two months? Uh, it's been great. How are you? Pretty good. Um, Looking forward to this is the beginning of our fall break. So, woo, are you off the whole week or do you have to well, like I'm, work? I'm virtual two days, but yeah, I have to go in. So, me too. I'm virtual, well, to like half day on Wednesday mm-hmm. and then on the vacation. Yeah, woot, woot. It is fall, sort it of. Is. Every time I think it's like fall. Random spike to 65 degrees. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I hate it so much. Yeah, it could be better. It really could be. I just, I want consistency. And this weather is not giving me consistency. No. No. No consistency for you. <laughs> well, Colin, another year. I know. Another 10 episodes, season four done i know wild right well okay i think we've said it or i think we've asked this question every year and we always like yeah we totally saw ourselves getting this far did we see ourselves getting this far i i won't say no in the like negative we didn't imagine it we would get this far sense but in a i don't think we planned this far <laughs> so i don't know if we really if we really saw ourselves getting there because there was never really a vision of that kind. I know. So I guess we'll we'll run through our normal what it whatever is considered normal uh for an episode like this. So uh, I think we usually do all right, general thoughts on the season of season four. I mean, I think it was cool because we had such a wide variety of topics and a lot of new people uh, on on the podcast. So that was exciting. And we've reached an audience like the like all the data says that there are people who consistently listen and we've gotten quite a lot of listens. So I'm pleased about that. Me too. I think one thing I I agree with you. I love how diverse our topic was, our topics were, but it's a thing I think we figured out in season three. But we uh, stayed on theme for the year, and all our topics were uh, wide and diverse, but all on actually on theme. So I'm very proud of us. Like you can actually listen to the whole season, and it kind of makes sense. Yeah for what we said in the first episode of kind of coming back to being a 
a pagan podcast about pagan things, doing pagan stuff, having pagan journeys. Yes. Uh, and this year definitely has been for me like that stepping into the like whole ADF Druid thing. Um, and I think that that is coming into the podcast too, which is exciting. Have you talked about it on the podcast? I don't know if you've mentioned it completely. Not, Thank you. Not completely. I mean, I've just completed my course of study for the dedicate program, and I did that dedicate right like what last week. And, yeah, last week on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, so now I'm stepping on to the next parts of like the rest of the homework <laughs> for like the ordination stuff. Woo! Yeah, yeah. there's thunderous cool. applause. I'm oh. a, <laughs> yes, I am an ADF druid. A Norse one, a Norse Slavic one, but a druid. I definitely I what's like uh maybe that's an episode for next season. I wanna almost interview you and, and ask you questions about ADF for what you're allowed to talk about outside of the closed doors, but uh especially being a Norse Slavic druid of <laughs> just like your experience in it. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, because they were all nice. I just want to know, like, uh, are there other, I guess, like, one question now, or is it common to have not a, a variety of paths path yeah. to druids? Well, ADF is all about, like, the Indo-European family of pagan traditions. So, mm -hmm. like, there's people who do, you know, like, you know, quote-unquote Celtic, so the various forms of, like, Celtic paganism, and Norse, and Slavic, and Hellenic, and even, like, Hittite, and, like, um, uh, early Iranian. Um, so anything within the Indo-European, like, 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 family is considered part of ADF practice. Cool. Look forward to that next season on the Chrome Sports Show. <laughs> Uh, all right. Favorite episode, Colin. What was your favorite episode from season four? Oh, goodness. I mean, I think I might have two. That is perfectly fine. I think that our uh, chat with Joe was my favorite one with somebody else, like not us. Because uh, was, it was nice to talk to him. And then... I'd say of the content that you and I created, I feel like the Slavic paganism one was super fun just because we were able to do a dive into a tradition that we practice between the two of us because my Slavic stuff mostly revolves around the fact that you and I do Slavic things together. The same. <laughs> no one else knows what I talk about. Everyone's like, wait, wait, what about the Loki? And I'm like, yeah, it's over there, but Bayless. <laughs> 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 vodka couch uncle forever vodka couch uncle forever <laughs> uh, i mean uh you already said a little bit why but like more why why um i think with the slavic traditions is i keep finding that like my knowledge is not like ex super extensive and my slavic practice is not super common like i don't do it on my own very often mm -hmm. but when i run into people 
I get put in the expert role because I know more than most and that bar is very low. <laughs> um, so it's it's that's kind of neat to be able to bring that to other people because I think that we should appreciate pro-social, positive, non-nationalist Slavic paganism more often. Especially in the States. Yep. So I think that's cool. And then talking to Joe, it was really good, I think, to have a perspective of someone who isn't isn't pagan, but like is involved in some of the similar spiritual things that we are, some of the interesting professional things that we are. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of room for more interfaith conversations between pagans and indigenous people. Um, so I, I, I would love to see more of that. Also, Joe is just a great guy. He's just really <laughs> nice and smart and um, personable. Yeah. I think my favorite episodes to be different because I, I want to highlight all of our episodes um, with someone. I actually really loved our conversation with Una. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like the pagan household and just like all the interesting things that we do in our houses that, you know, there's not a rule book for, or if there is, it's probably a mass marketed, like you need this specific product from the specific seller type thing. So it was really fun to be able to talk about that and also learn some things uh, from, from Una as we are both people who have lived in apartments uh, and moved a lot. So like, wow, setting down roots can happen. And not just in like the traditional family sense, but in like a broader pagan sense, you can set down roots. Um, so I really love that episode. And then I love our Sumble episode. <laughs> that Sumble episode has come in handy for me a lot. It's the it's an episode I've pointed students towards. Um, I also think like of the episodes that we've done where we've talked about a practice, the Sumble episode, and it's probably because we're so loosey-goosey with a lot of what we do. Like we do what we do, but you could do whatever you want to do type right commentary whereas the sumble one while we get there's a lot of room for people to apply what they want to do to sumble that was like a pretty clear this is the tradition and we were able to like explore it like it was such it was more solid our conversation on a tradition than a lot of our episodes usually are because we're either flying by the seat of our pants because we're the experts of our own experience or we're making it up as we go along right so I love those two. Those are good choices. Those are fun. <laughs> and again, the Sumble episode is coming handy so much. People are like, oh, this sounds so interesting. I'm like, listen to this episode. We go through literally every piece and like what's important and also like what's tradition and what's tr tradition, but you can mess with it. Right. Custom <laughs> and tradition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had like, that was a really fun episode. And uh, especially because we had, uh, that was very soon after your wedding in the Sumble. Oh, yes. Within like a week or two. So it was very fresh. Yeah, that was fun. And Sumbles are just fun. I love them so much. They're such spiritually powerful engagements. Yeah, they're really good tools for community engagement. Mm -hmm. So again, love that episode. Um, lessons you learned in season four. 
either about yourself or about the podcast? I mean, I think for me, it was learning about creating like what you're saying about those like more solid traditions. Now that I'm part of a more organized tradition, finding out what that looks like for me and that consist greater consistency, I think is important. Also, uh, taking on new types of like you were talking about when we did when we were talking about uh, your um, veiling sort of oh, yeah. uh, custom, like I've also taken on a much more intensive uh, type of practice like that as well in connection with my spiritual work. So being more open to those types of, of things, I think is important that has happened across the course of this podcast season. Have you, is there anything you've learned I think for me, I agree with you. I think I learned to embrace kind of the seriousness. And I think one that has just been a natural progression, I think, you know, as you do, as you get into faith, it's the same thing as you would if you were doing a more, I'm doing air quotes as if people can see me, uh, (laughs) quote unquote, um, traditional faith or an organized faith, you go through like, Sunday school and all these things and it's casual till it's like not you believe it but like you live it type thing uh-huh. um, and I think the podcast has definitely helped with the living it part I think I've always believed it lived it pretty fast um, casually lived it but now it's like living it so the veiling uh, watching you do things with ADF um, so I'm more happy about that Side note, um, also the other thing I learned, uh, I think I have learned to fear organized religion a slight bit less with the, <laughs> with what you do with ADF, uh, which is slightly unrelated to the podcast, but kind of in tangential to the podcast of like, okay, organized structures aren't so bad. <laughs> I, I think I could live next to it, at least for now. Maybe I'll dip my toe in casually later, but... Uh, you know, organized, doing stuff with other stuff, having uh, traditions that other people actually know about and like consistent things that you do in ritual um, isn't so bad. No, it isn't. I mean, there's always room for innovation. And I think being able to keep things fresh is important. Um, yeah. Having the balance. I think I, I think I was afraid there wouldn't be a balance. Like you have joining an order means you have to give up some of your individualism, which I didn't want to give up. But uh, seeing you do your stuff through ADF, it's like, okay, you just got to find the right group. (laughs) Yes, you really have to find the right group. And I think ADF is a great fit for me because it it's the scholarly plus the spiritual. And it gives some level of consistency without robbing me of like individual practice and autonomy in that regard. Um. It's not for people who don't like homework. Uh, if they, if you want to do the dining and stuff, you can do the hearthkeeper path, and that doesn't require much homework at all. Um, so uh, there's lots of options. I I mean, of course, I'm always down to give people the ADF elevator pitch because I love it so much, but it might not suit everyone, and I get that. True. Yeah. Um, oh, also, like, uh, well, to the more intensive practice, like actually taking oaths that hold wait beyond like even a year i don't think i had done anything that i think my prosperity jars were like the longest long-term thing i've ever done (laughs) and now it's like oh 
Oh, think to Odin doing full seer stuff, you know, still on my own pace, but uh, I've done a lot more like this is going to be long term, if not until it ends, like no broad end date in sight type oath. Yeah, I mean, I, I like <laughs> I also like how that has complemented our practice because together I, I'm much more of the priesty liturgy stuff and you're much more like the seership stuff but those go together super super strongly like you can't you can't just separate them like having both people is really important yeah because on either end if living too far into the future you don't get rooted in anything and you're just floating into infinity and end up accomplishing nothing because you're constantly trying to be the future um, and being rooted in tradition can be as equally, um, what do you call that? Uh, it's rigid and distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Get too far. Yeah. Yeah. So having that compliment of striving for innovation, but remembering tradition, <laughs> it's fun for our friendship, but it's also fun for like yeah. this podcast and fun for, um, broad religious work. Yeah. It- it really is. And it I um I think it's interesting how Norse our our um circle has circles have become like <laughs> in, in, in practices and that's true. And, and and approaches. It's it's really interesting to me. I don't know if there's any particular cause or causation, but it's it's maybe it's what's necessary for the times. Like we're living in a period where the wis- that wisdom is what's necessary. I don't know. It could be. Uh, no, that's an interesting question. It could be because at the same time. Oh, it was because of a student who does. I would say witchy stuff. I wouldn't put them in the pagan category quite yet, although uh, I can kind of see it. And I'm just like, <laughs> it'll come in due time. Because they do more, <laughs> they do brothonic shit. You would love the student. They do brothonic shit. <laughs> they, they work with Merlin, so <laughs> little shadowy, little little yep. little bit yep, of shadow yep, magic. Yep. Yeah, yep. Um, but I was talking to them, and I I was also like highlighting some because you know they are also Irish, and I was like, oh, all these things because it was around Samhain, and I was like, yeah. oh, you just give off Morrigan vibes. <laughs> and type thing so like some of the celtic stuff is still like buried deep in there because it pops up it popped up when we were doing um midsummer yeah i believe when the person was like i want to do celtic stuff and instantly i was just like you should do the more (laughs) you should do the more again why not why why am i recruiting constantly why have both of us both been recruited in by and then like casually just randomly like hey we don't do it but anymore, but Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I paid probably... for that subscription too much, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, there was someone else who um I was listening to a podcast and they were like started their practice with Irish stuff, but then were like fostered off to the where they see it as like a fostering and then they were sent off to the north where they found their permanent practice. I think that's happened to me. That happened to my husband. It seems to be like a thing that happens. The Irish gods are like, okay, while you're a baby, we'll take care of you. And then we'll send you off to the, like, 
other stuff, and then you'll find your permanent practice there. It's true. Oh, I wonder, <laughs> did we all have Irish or Celtic mentors at some point? Um, well, you had a, your friend who was. Yeah. Into, into, are they still into Celtic stuff that you know? I don't know. I haven't had contact with them in years. Should look them up. Well, because I had a Celtic mentor. Right. So I just was like, it literally was foster home until it was like, all right, go find your own thing. <laughs> If this is your thing, good, but also shoo shoo. Get out. <laughs> they very like that. I do yeah. miss but it's still there. Like it's there's still like some underpinnings. But yeah, we've all we found ourselves kind of collect uh, you know, centering on Norse stuff more consistently with some highlights of the other things. Yeah. And then of course for you and I, like our our personal like uh, our well not personal our connected practices for whatever reason like Yarilo Martsana is like you and I together <laughs> yeah with our drunk vodka uncle on the couch well yeah Velas of course <laughs> yeah I would say oh that's interesting that it feels like that's home so like home in the sense of it's not where we do our most intense practice, but it's the thing we come back to when we're together. Yeah. Just to to reconnect and to just do our own thing. And then we go off to work when we do Norse stuff, like the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's For pretty me. true. The casual <laughs> the Slavic stuff is like more casual tradition and the Norse stuff is the hard spiritual work. That's our ancestral stuff. It's the stuff yeah. that just like comes out. We don't even name traditions. We just kind of do yeah. them and find whatever little bits and pieces and breadcrumbs will kind of lead us there. Especially from the diaspora. That was a good episode, too. Yeah. We talked about the Slavic diaspora. Well, our Slavic episode, where it's added right. in there talking about the Slavic diaspora and being like, yeah, we're not rooted in that anymore, but. Mm. <laughs> um. Okay. Thinking about end of year questions, notes of improvement, things that you wanted, like we can't take anything back, nor would we, because I think putting out imperfect things into the world is a part of, important part of practices like this. Um, but things that you wish like took more time with or that you want to improve for going into season five, we'll make it that improvement for season I think five. things I want, I don't know if I want to improve anything in particular from this season. I mm -hmm. think that like you said, what we're putting out is great. We're not like a monetized podcast that has to think about that sort of things. This is like what we do and I'm happy for the organic growth that happens. What mm. I think I want to see though for season five is I think bringing in some more people, um, some more perspectives. I would no. love, I would love our focus for next season to be more specifically on like practice like what what ways do people practice what like liturgy theology development like ways that people can put the building of their own traditions like like giving them those those ideas of how to build a personal tradition i think is a really really what i want to see for season five mm. yeah I like that. No notes. That, that's what I want. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Uh, well, I mean, yes, that's what I want. Uh, but 
I also want more people. Um, I want to, in the same vein as what you're doing, I want more episodes where we're like crawl, interfaith conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we do. What do you do? And how are we relate? Because I think I love that whenever we bring someone on, especially when we're talking about practice. Mm-hmm. Um, of like, oh, I do that, but I do it this way, or I don't do that at all. That's so fascinating that that's what you do. I love those moments. Um, it happened a lot with Joe when we were doing the podcast right. with Joe of like, oh, wow, that is eerily similar to this thing that we do, <laughs> that we do, or that's very different than the thing that we do, but it makes sense that it's different because of X, Y, and Z, whether history or culture or, or something. I, I love those moments of sharing and exploring similarities and difference. I also want to do more on-site stuff. I want to actually remember to bring and uh, like (laughs) figure out the tech part of, uh, maybe it's just a recorder, uh, of recording episodes when we're out and about and doing stuff. Like I want to do some post-ritual funny business. Like everyone's in that post-ritual loopy state. You know, everything uh, is just closed, but some of the lingering things are and just like put people on the mic and just be <laughs> what happened today? <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> some of those. I mean, I still want to get out to um, Starwood. Yes, that's Starwood. Go- yes. I was, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to say the one that apparently cannot be spoken in some households. um yeah i want to get out to starwood i still want to do like an episode from starwood i would love to even do some i think like the only and it's not really an improvement but the one experiment i want to do which we really can't do unless it's like gonna happen is like um short not short form more an interesting format where it's like snippets of interviews from starwood that we like string together into Mm -hmm. one big episode kind of thing Mm -hmm. something that's not as long-winded us talking or even interview with other people but that's like mini snippets like the voices of starwood and we just like short little questionnaire and just like snip together all the people right with like commentary from us at the beginning maybe middle and end that might be fun yeah experimenting that's like the podcast side i want to experiment with some like uh, because we're not monetized so i'm like i wonder what other types of episodes we could make yeah good point (laughs) maybe throw in some like recording of us actually doing rituals like rituals that we create to do with people on the podcast like you can listen to it and do yeah we've done meditations like that it'd be cool to do and we've like some of our high holidays were experiments into that where we would like have done the ritual, but ritual space was still open and we were doing the podcast. Right. Yeah. I was, yeah, experiment with some of those things and be like, what kind of fun stuff can we do for season five that keeps it interesting for us, I guess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be my only improvement. All right. It is November of 2023. We're not returning till 2024, Colin. Right now, what do you think? Because uh, until we record the premiere episode, we won't officially know what the season five will hold. But what are your bets that season five will hold right now? I think I think that we're going to find that 
we are both more creative and find more challenges to being creative than we imagined. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that we will also find that our personal practices will continue to grow. And so we'll bring more of that into the podcast, which I think is very exciting because if you, if you look at the podcast, you can chart our personal growth <laughs> across this time. And it's, it's almost become a live journal for our joint spiritual practices. So I think it's been, um, it's going to be more of that, which is really cool. Absolutely. I think for me, I'm seeing shenanigans. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm imagining coming into the premiere being like, and we're going to have this great episode coming later in the season and not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that for us. Uh, so I'm imagining shenanigans. I'm imagining some fun creativity. I'm imagining, yeah, some, I think, interesting developments, some new parts of our journey that we're going to like surprise share uh, for people. I don't know what. I think there's going to be some really interesting things that are going to happen in the year of 2024. Because goddamn, do we need some <laughs> some fun? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any any questions you want to talk about for a Cronier in review? I think that we should. Um. Uh take this moment since we'll be off for the next two months and just let's throw out some ideas of things people can do for Yule. Like mm. what are some pagan Yule tide suggestions that we have so that they won't feel like we've abandoned them to <laughs> abandon them. Yule tide uh, season. Pin uh, the tail on the eight legged horse. <laughs> that's fun that sounds fun um i think so we did it on the podcast but i want to revisit it for people i think it's worth it to embrace the dark night that is the darkest night <laughs> and do something that makes you afraid in a in a good way like don't don't fear factor yourself, people. Don't don't do that. Don't, we don't need that. I don't want that on my conscious. We don't need that on your conscious. But like, embrace something that makes you uncomfortable. If it's the afterlife, if you're like me, and it, embracing oblivion is horrifying, embrace it on the darkest night when there's nothing but the sound of your voice. And do so with guides and protection and a good friend and maybe a nice drink with you but embrace something a little bit dark for the darkest night. Nice. Yeah. I would say similarly, we're going to in-state college do like a vigil across the, um, the darkest night. And so, you know, try, maybe try that of, of lighting a candle and keeping a fire going through the darkest night and then praising the sun when it re is reborn. Um, yeah. It, uh, not only do you get that sort of, spiritual delirium after not sleeping for that long but also you get to be in touch with the cycles of the sun which i did two three years
years ago, I kept a vigil and it was really cool to watch the sun come up and be connected and then be like, okay, I'm going to bed now. <laughs> also, fun fact, they televise the uh, the winter solstice at various like um, uh, like stone circles and monoliths and things. So if you want to look at that, like um, when I did it, I saw the one at Bruna Boyne in Ireland because it was happening like 4 a.m. in America, but like 6, 8, 6 7 a.m. or something in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So I was able to watch that, which was pretty cool. That is really cool. There is a stone circle somewhere in New England. Did you know that, apparently? There is. I've been to one. Uh, uh, an aligned stone, uh, like a actually aligned stone circle in Vermont. Yes, I think there's another one in Maine. Huh. It's like called American America Stonehenge or something. It came up on Instagram once of someone being there. I have to look it up again. I'll message you. <laughs> Very place. cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things to do for you all. Um, honestly, gifts. <laughs> yeah. And I say that as a Christmas isn't the only thing that gets to give gifts. During the holiday season, so rebel and give Yule gifts. Yeah, absolutely. Also, if you are interested in the Norse tradition, like this is the biggest, most important holiday of the Yule, of the Norse tradition. So, like, you can connect with those deities because they're literally called Yule beings. That's one of the names for the Norse gods is Yule beings. So, you can connect with them and the elves and the dwarves and the giants. Yep, all of it, all of it. Um, I don't have anything else off the top of my head. I no, I mean those are I think are are a good start, uh, for folks. But yeah, is there anything, any final words of wisdom or thoughts that you have for this season? You know, I think my words of wisdom are: if we can make it four seasons through a pandemic on just a pure passion project that really had like i don't want to say no goals i had some goals but like it was just a it was a dream and two people and a computer go off and do something like this if you ever wanted to like go do something that makes you nervous absolutely (laughs) what about you yeah i mean I, i would say i would second that no notes (laughs) <laughs> I've been saying that a lot. Students have been saying that. No notes. That's just how they end things they agree with. <laughs> well, I, I guess is that is that it? Is that that's all I we think, got for season four? I think so. I think that's a pretty good place to stop. It just cuts here. <laughs> Episode done. <laughs> Deuces. Um, I will say Ahoy then. And I will say Skull. And we'll see you next season uh, on yes. the, the Crow's Porch. Yay! Yay! <laughs>